Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Monday, July 11th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, total, hitter, and pitcher projections. And of course, I bring in that weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game played Monday through Sunday, though there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so I'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, a sl- I, think, I think yesterday made like pennies basically on the dollar, but last week was up pretty big. So that's fine. It, honestly, anytime you make pennies on the dollar, it's a good it's a good day, right? Like if you break even, it's a, it's a fun day. You, you had fun, you had entertainment, and you didn't lose. So, uh, but the hey, week that, overall was good. I mean, it, good good things all around, right? Yeah, that's the goal. A- adding money. I mean, was it penny a day? Is it, uh, penny earned? Does penny save kind of deal? <laughs> there you go. I don't think that's the way it goes, but whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. roll with it. Yeah. Uh, this, there's a saying like that somewhere. I don't, I don't know. I could be messing it up. It's up. It's up. It's close enough, right? We'll, we'll call it close <laughs> enough. Uh, all right. Well, before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any. The college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. And also, we have partnered with Horse Racing Today. You can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. For those of you who like to play the ponies, they are a team of five. They have over 125 years of combined experience in handicapping horse races. There isn't an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. They have a play of the day like I do. They keep track of their stats, YouTube shows, the works. Today, their best bet is Colonial Downs Race 8. You can check them out if you're into horse racing. I've got the links in the show's description if that's an angle you like to play. I know, Jake, I know you like to, to play the play the ponies every once in a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, hit, the, I hit the Kentucky Derby, so I um hit a pause on that because I was like, <laughs> all my luck. Just, yeah, mic drop and just be like, I'm, I'm walking out ahead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those like, all right, we're going to take a break. Yeah. We, uh, we have, we have one horse track around here, uh, in the DFW area. I know there's a couple up in Indianapolis, uh, where you are, you know, that's where we met up there. And, uh, there's always a lot of fun to, to go to the horse races. Yeah. Uh, Personally, yeah, personally, it's not an area I know anything about. So I always like look to guys like that where I'm like, hey, you you look at this stuff. So for me, it was always just about, hey, the excitement, you know, a couple minutes of who the heck knows what's going to happen. And then hopefully you just don't bet on the horse that finishes dead last. You're like, no, that's mine, like way back there. You know, it's, it's, all, it's really all you're trying to avoid, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not pretending I'm a horse racing expert. I uh, I was like, ooh, he's 80 to one. Let's throw a dollar on that and see what happens. I mean, it's always it's always fun when it, even if it gets close and if it actually yeah. gets, it's, it's always a lot of yeah. fun. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Check check their stuff out uh, as well. Link to the show's description. If you like horse racing, if not, no big deal. Uh, we'll focus the rest of the show on what we are. I think 
things we do know about baseball here. Uh, we do have a day game today, doubleheader. I uh, always love these day games on Mondays. Uh, whenever we can get those, you know, mo- Mondays and Tuesdays and Fridays, just lacking those day games is always disappointing. So it's always exciting when we have one. Tigers at the Royals will be a 210 Eastern first pitch. Uh, it's going to be hot in Kansas City. If, if you live there, if you're going to the game, a little day game, I mean, bring bring a fan, bring, bring water, whatever they'll let you bring into the stadium there. Uh, mid-90s all game. Uh, a slight breeze across. It's not going to make you feel any better if you're at the game, and it's not going to really help uh, hitters or pitchers really. Uh, at the beginning of the game, it might be a little bit more out, but it should be five miles an hour under. So no real wind effect. Mainly it's just going to be a hot one. Ball's going to carry there. Michael Pineda versus Brad Keller. Pineda with a 362 ERA in his 32 innings this year, but the advanced metrics are not as friendly to him, says it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Uh, Brad Keller, on the other hand, a 437 ERA, and his advanced metrics line up right with that. So Keller is just a very average pitcher. The model does not think highly of Pineda. However, the model doesn't think highly of the Royals in general. We were against the Royals this last uh, weekend, and and the Guardians really just they they blew that. Friday night game was the one that hurt. Had they got the Friday night game, they got Saturday easily. They lose Sunday. They take two out of three. That's fine. We were on the Guardians a lot for a while. I think it's. I think this last weekend was less about the model liking the Guardians. It was off the Guardians the series before that. It's not really heavy on the Guardians today. The model just doesn't like the Royals, doesn't believe in this team. The Royals have played fairly well this last week, but the model is just not believing it. So I say that to say, you know, if you're a believer in the Royals, you know, understand the model does not think they're any good. That's where this play comes from. Again, the model does think the Royals should be a minus 111 favorite. Basically, home field advantage for the Royals is all. It says that the Royals do have an edge with regards to the starting pitcher, but their bullpen being so much worse than the Tigers' bullpen basically balances that out. This is a coin toss game. Give the Royals a slight edge for being at home, and thus the Tigers at plus 129 is really good value. I, I think it also is kind of a how could you play the Royals at minus 139? Just period. Just full stop. How could you play the Royals at minus 139 against anybody? Maybe against the A's, maybe, but like, you know, maybe the Nationals. Uh, but I mean, the 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 Tigers obviously aren't good. They've been playing better lately, but the Royals, uh, like a price like minus 140 is just kind of crazy. They just, I don't think they're that good. So I've got an A pick on the Tigers at plus 129. And then I'll take a flyer on the under at nine and a half. I think it's priced really well, though. The model says 9.3. The model's taking into account this weather. Um, the bad bullpen for the Royals, but the model doesn't believe in either team's offense. So again, I think this is priced very well at nine and a half. I'll take a flyer on the under because nine is possible, but it's not an under I'm going to be heavily invested in because it being so hot, the ball's going to fly. It's also not a pick I can go over on though, because these offenses just aren't good. So again, I think nine and a half is a very good number for this one. I'll take a flyer on the under, but my main investment here is the Tigers at such good odds. In my opinion, a toss up game plus 129 offers a lot of value. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm 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 with your model here. The the Royals are just bad baseball team, and it's I think we just saw a flash in the pan for them to show up last week, and I think that's done. Um, uh, the Tigers can be good at times, and then will obviously just disappear most of the time. But um, they do have some actual bats in that lineup, and I think that'll be enough for them to win this one. Um, especially with just that weak, weak bullpen. Uh, it doesn't matter how good the Royal starter does. It seems their their work is never done. Yeah. And yeah. And it, yesterday, you know, we were on the Guardians. Uh, it was a play of the day, and it didn't work out for us. And part of uh, part of the 
analysis, part of the model analysis yesterday, it was less about me and more about what the model says. It, it, it dings Grinky for his lack of depth in games. He doesn't go deep anymore. And then the model's like, and now you have to turn it over to the bullpen. And that's the thing is that Grinky is probably slightly above average pitching. But he only goes, yesterday he only went five innings. And if he's only going about five innings, that's a lot of innings for the bullpen. So the model was like, hey, you got to ding him. He's not going deep. That's bad. Most teams don't have four or five good relievers. Royals relievers pitched really well yesterday. I just, I'm banking on them not being able to do that again, right? That's like a once in a week they can do that. But in general, those relievers are very bad. They're going to give up a lot of runs. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like the Guardians are setting the world on fire offensively either. So this is true, especially with especially with Naylor out that offense yeah. get, gets really thin without him. They're already kind of thin. It's already, a, a you know, an average ish off average ish offense. You take Naylor out and all of a sudden now it's a below average offense. Yeah. All right. So both Jake and I are on the Tigers there for the day game to so the night game. Six forties to first pitch Pirates at the Marlins. Mitch Keller versus Trevor Rogers. Both of these pitchers with mid to low ERAs in the fives, both of their advanced metrics are about a run better than that, though. So both these pitchers not having good seasons, but the underlying numbers suggest they're not that bad. They both get ratings slightly below average. I think that's pretty right. We've actually backed Trevor Rogers here a couple times lately, and that's had success. Uh, and and I was thinking about it this morning. This is why I think that the model could be really helpful because early on in the season, it was saying, whoa, Trevor Rogers isn't that good. It's a lot of mirage from last year. We should fade him, and we did, and that worked. And now lately, it's kind of like, okay, now people are a little bit overreacting. He's not that bad. We were able to make some money off of him. And it's kind of that zig and zag trying to figure out who's actually got the right value, who's overreacting, who's underreacting. Um, so again, both these pitchers, not good results, but neither one of them are are, are bad necessarily. They're just both okay but the model thinks that things have swung back a little bit too far in regards to the Marlins here. The model's on the Pirates at plus 140. It's a B-grade pick. It's about, about as low as I want to go for a B-grade pick on the odds. Anything less than this, I think you've lost most of your value. The model thinks Marlins should be a minus 132 favorite. So the Marlins are a little bit better of a team here at home. Um, you know, better bullpen for sure. Uh, the issue with the Marlins, of course, is still their offense is just in shambles. And so uh, the model thinks Marlins may be more likely to win than not, but the Pirates offer a lot of value here as an underdog plus 140. So that's what I'll be on there with a B grade. In regards to the total, I'll take a flyer on the under. I think this one's priced fairly well. I think under's the right play. I just don't have a lot of confidence with this Pirates bullpen involved. I mean, they're just not very good. And so I think under's the right way to go here. It's a C plus pick. The model would say it's a B pick. I'm just like, I don't know. I've seen too many games with the Pirates involved where those that bullpen's just very bad. So I, I, the Pirates' offense isn't that good, and the Marlins' offense right now is in shambles. So I and I don't think these starting pitchers are bad. So if you look at just the starting pitchers and the offense, is under the way to go. I'm just not extremely confident with that Pirates' bullpen. Uh, but I do I do like the under this one a lot more than I do in that day game <laughs> earlier we talked about. Uh, but Pirates, I think, is a better investment in my opinion. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, this this one I don't trust either team to remember to play baseball, um, especially offensively. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. Uh, so I'm not making a play on this because like, I think the Marlins are the better team, but like you said, their offense is kind of <laughs> in, sh- in shambles. And then with no jazz, it kind of takes a really big bat out of their lineup. And then so that I don't trust <laughs> anybody pitching for the pirates to do well, especially, <laughs> especially their bullpen. Um, and, 
so I'm just staying away from this one. If I were to play it, I'd play the Pirates because this is the one pitcher I don't really like for the Marlins. Um, I just don't think he's as good as what his numbers say he is, which I think I'm on the opposite end of view from that. But uh, I just don't like this game. Yeah, I hear you. Like I said, it's not really good baseball. The Marlins can try to make that push for the playoffs. Uh, If they're going to do it, these are the games they got to win. But the Pirates have been – Pirates have been frisky these last couple of weeks. Still playing hard. Uh, beat the beat the Brewers a couple times here, um, which I think supr- on the road beat surprised everybody. So I mean, it's not like it's not like they can't go. I mean, the Brewers are better than the Marlins, right? So I mean, they can go and they can go win a couple games here too. Like the Pirates beat the Yankees, <laughs> Yankees too. Like took yeah. two or three of the Yankees and two or three yeah. from the Dodgers. Every once yeah. in a while, like, they just show up for the big ones. So yeah, like, they're lacking motivation today. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the Pirates are still playing hard for sure. They're just they're they're still just not that good. But I mean, kudos to them for scrapping and, and winning some games. And so yeah, I think it's just the odds are just too high that they could win this one as well. And so it's a nice little payday at plus one forty. Seventeen Eastern first pitch Red Sox at the Rays. Brian Bello in his second start versus Matt Weisler. Weisler will open for Tampa, so this is a true bullpen game. If he doesn't open, this is definitely one that when you're making this play, you, you hit. Uh, you know, action on it. You want action no matter who starts because if they throw someone else, it doesn't matter. It's a true bullpen game here uh, for the Rays. They might involve, uh, I guess, Yarborough. One of those guys might go longer, but it's just whoever's throwing for him is throwing for him. It doesn't really matter. There's not – it's it's not McClanahan, and it's not a, a crappy AAA pitcher. It's lots of guys in the bullpen for him. Um, and, again, they do pretty well with these bullpen-type games, so I have, I have a little bit of faith in them, uh, more so than other teams. They're really the, the one team that – has done better. Not as good as years past, though. Their bullpen isn't quite as strong, but they're still decent at these types of games. Bella for the Red Sox, not good in his first outing. The model still believes in him and says he's a little bit better than average as a prospect, of course. Um, it's tough to say. He's kind of – we'll probably just say kind of average at this point, but, again, a lot of variability, huge, huge confidence interval on him on how good he's going to be being a young guy. Uh, the model thinks this is a coin toss game, so I'll take the Rays at plus 105. Uh, with an A-grade pick. The model also is not considering the uh, the curse of Sunday Night Baseball. I don't know if it's a curse, of course. It's just the, the downside of being the only team that plays late, has that late travel, everybody else gets rested. There is a ding to teams playing the next day. Uh, the model doesn't even account for that. It says the Rays should be slight favorites. If you add that in, the Rays should be even bigger favorites than that. Plus 105 is a gift. I think the Rays have a ton of value. I don't know if there's any letdown spot here for the Red Sox at all, especially after two great wins against the Yankees here these last two days. I don't know if there is or not. The model isn't considered that. If you think there is, you just have to like the Rays even more. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know that. What I do know is they were up late last night and the Rays weren't. And <laughs> so that, that stuff matters. Um, so I'll take the Rays with an A pick. I think there's a lot of value on them at anything with a plus on it. And with regards to the total, seven and a half, I think is too high. And at plus 105, those are pretty good odds. I'll take a B grade pick on that. The model thinks the total should be seven. And I tend to agree. You have a pit, you have a pitcher's park. You have a decent starter for the Red Sox. And a Red Sox bullpen that's starting to perform a lot better than they were uh, earlier in the season. I don't think the Rays – th- I think both these offenses are decent, but neither one of them is going to light the world on fire. Uh, I think both teams will score a couple runs here, but I don't think it's going to be a ton of runs in that ballpark. I see it being a three to two type game. Uh, so I'll, I'll go under seven and a half. And I like the plus 105 is even better. Again, I think this number should be seven. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I'm with you on the raise here. I think the Sunday night baseball travel thing gets to them. I think coming off 
I don't know if the rivalry is such as a big thing anymore, at least nationwide. It's not, it might still be locally. Um, but like either, either way, being up, going against who's probably the hottest team in baseball going right now or one of the best teams, like with the Yankees and taking two or three, I think there's a little letdown game after that. And I think with well, it's sneaky here with the um, bullpen game because the change of pitchers every one or two innings, we've not seen the same guy twice, I think really hurts that offense because you, you can't get used to anything. So I think the Rays are a really smart play here. They're a good team. They've got some good bats in that lineup and playing at home. That'll really help them because they're, they're used to the white dome <laughs> finding the ball where most teams are not. Yeah. <laughs> so I think every once in a while you'll see a ball fall that shouldn't. Right. But I'm all over the Rays here. And, of course, the other thing to talk about is uh, Rafael Devers, who has missed time since he got hurt on Friday. Everything I could find as of this morning said he won't play until Monday at the earliest. I don't know if he's playing or not. I have him at 50-50 in the model. So he probably is going to affect this probability. Right now I've got raised 50.5%. He probably swings at about plus or minus 1%. Um, if he doesn't play now, I probably would have Rays a little in the little north of 51%. Uh, if he does play, that probably flips it and maybe I'd make the Red Sox like a minus 102 favor, but there still would be value on the Rays here. So, um, again, the issue with that is once we learn more definitively, the number is going to move probably appropriately on that. So if he doesn't play, I assume that the Red Sox, you won't be able to get plus money on them. And if he does play, then I assume that the odds are getting even better for Tampa. So um, I think you're kind of fine playing this either way, unless you're playing it right around the time that that news comes out, because the odds will probably reflect that. But again, I have Devers at 50-50 because I have no idea if he's going to play or not. Uh, It seems like it's on the table, but it doesn't seem for sure either way. White Sox at the Guardian, 7-10 Eastern. First pitch, talked about the Guardians a little bit. Yeah, the model was on them for a while. It was kind of off of them. It was on them this last weekend, again, mainly because the Royals. Today, it says this one is priced pretty well. The model says White Sox minus 103. So I'll take the Guardians at even money just because they're at home. It's even money. And these two pitchers, the model thinks that Lance Lynn is better than Cal Quantrill. I'm not so sure about that. Lynn's really struggled in his five starts this season to the tune of a 533 ERA. Now, the advanced metrics do say it should be closer to four. Uh, so, I mean, there's a little bit of hope for him. But he's he struggled, and, and we, we talk about this all the time with injuries or the delayed spring training stuff, right? It sometimes just takes a little bit for the pitcher. So the model still believes in Lynn, but is, is it today? Is he going to figure it out? Now, maybe with this Guardians offense, you know, again, like we talked about being kind of meh, um, especially if uh, – and Naylor is out again, which we don't know. Maybe today's kind of the day he starts going in the right direction, but he's kind of struggled so far. And, and Quantrill, on the other hand, has pitched much better than the models thought, and his rating continues to get better and better um, as the season goes on. So the model thinks that the White Sox have a pretty good edge here with Lynn over Quantrill. I'm not so sure that they do. These are more even pitchers to me. Or it's Lynn has a small edge, not a larger one. So I'll take a flyer on the Guardians. But in general, I think this was priced pretty well. You can't just look at Lynn and say he struggled and he's awful. Um, it's just where is the truth there, right? How somewhere between what we think he should be and where he is. And, and that's kind of what you have to assess, I think, with a guy who's only made five appearances and, and not looked great in those. I think it's priced well, but I'll take a flyer on the Guardians. The main pick that I like on this one, though, is the over nine. It gets a B grade from me. 
both offenses just uh, the guardians offense kind of mad the white Sox offense above average but really it's about the weather here we're going to start off almost 90 degrees we're still going to close in the low 80s so it's going to be a warm one for cleveland uh and the winds will be blowing out at about 10 miles an hour the whole game from start to finish so you get a little bit of a wind help you get a little bit of a warmer atmosphere the ball carrying further if either one of these pitchers struggles at all, I think I think we can get to nine. It's not an A grade because I just don't trust the Guardians' offense enough. But I think I think over nine is a gift. I really think this total should be nine and a half, and at nine and a half, I wouldn't know what to do with it. But at nine, I'm good with going over. B grade pick for me there. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm staying away far, far away from this game. I don't trust any of their team to do what they're supposed to. As we kind of mentioned with the Guardians, they're just – I don't know what's going on there. And the White Sox, too, aren't, aren't really that different. I mean, yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then the coaching on the White Sox, yeah, kind of put a negative on them because that yeah. weird triple play. That, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the third base coach has still got a job after sitting in watch as, as he watched Buxton catch that. Um, so there might be a tanking scandal there. Uh, <laughs> so I'm staying as far away from this game as possible because I. No clue what's going to happen. That's the bad news. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Going. Absolutely. That's why I said I, I like the over because we can just root for runs because yeah. I, I feel like someone's going to score. I just don't know because the model, again, the model would say the White Sox are going to score off Quantrill. And looking at Lynn, it's like, I'm not sure he's got it down yet. And, the, and looking at that, you'd say, hey, this Guardians offense can do some damage off of him. And so it's like, someone should score, but I don't know who. Like, I'm, I'm with you. Like, these two teams are just kind of a disaster. Yeah. And and then they kind of figure it out and look good. And it's like, oh, yeah, we got this rolling. And then they just start losing again. So, I don't know. <laughs> and again, the Guardians, you know, they, it's tough because, like, they should have won two out of three from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But they still did blow that very winnable game against the bad Royals team. I mean, you can't take away from the fact that they still lost two out of three to the Royals. And that's the thing with the Guardians is that they, it's, it, they just can't quite put – they're a young team. And they have these signs where they look good. They played – uh, the Dodgers fairly well. They they played the Yankees fairly. You know they play some of these teams fairly well and 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 make you think they're going to be able to to, to roll. they play the Twins great and then they did that to the Royals. So it's kind of like uh, you don't know what this team and the White Sox the same thing. Yeah, like you said, it's it's very confusing teams for sure. Yeah, both these teams remind me. Uh, you see it more in basketball than you do other sports. But play to the level of their competition. It's yeah. like oh, they just decide. I don't know if it's a it's obviously a mental thing because it's like okay we don't have to play as hard or you just don't have that extra motivation to play up with the yankees and the dodgers or whatever and then little things happen and it just snowballs on you yeah the way they the way they played against the twins catching them for the division you're like the way this team is rolling the trajectory i was like they're gonna have a five-game lead by the all-star break and then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's uh, if you're a fan of a team in the AL Central, you just gotta just gotta shrug, just be like, whatever. This division is just seven fifteen Eastern first pitch Phillies at the Cardinals. Another warm one here. Going to be ninety six degrees at first pitch in St. Louis. We're going to be in the upper eighties to close with a slight breeze out, only about five miles an hour. But that's just going to be like the insult to injury to how warm it is. Two, two pitchers I like, but two pitchers are going to have a real hard time keeping the ball in the ballpark. Aaron Nola projects as one of the better pitchers in my database. I love this guy. The model loves this guy. 315 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should actually be in the twos, which is saying something. Uh, Miles Michaelis, a uh, 272 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be about a run higher. We've talked a lot about Michaelis overperforming his results, but or overperforming how well he's pitched, but 
he still pitched well and he's had great results so i mean that's a pretty decent combo when you are still pitching well and you get results even better than that uh the model is on the cardinals here thinks they should be a minus 114 favorite favorite here specifically the Cardinals offense is better than this Phillies offense right now. Cardinals relievers are better than the Phillies relievers. And at home, the Cardinals kind of win this game in three of the four things that you consider, right? With starting pitchers, bullpen, offense, and home field, the Cardinals have the edge in three of the four. The only place they don't is Nola. Now, Nola is very good, but I did look into fly ball percentages on this one. Michael is a slight fly ball pitcher. The last couple of years, his fly ball percentage has gone up. I think everyone's has really. More people are trying to get under the ball. Nola's has really gone up. Nola is about a 10% higher fly ball pitcher than Michaelis. And to me, that makes me very nervous for the Phillies. And very nervous as someone who owns Nola in fantasy. Very nervous about that, given this weather. Um, it's also why I lean over. Seven and a half. Uh, the model says 7.8. And again, I think some fly balls can get out. So I lean over. These two pitchers are so good. I can't be that confident. But again, when I look at the only edge the Phillies have is with Nola. Nola's fantastic. But you have that asterisk with it, which is uh, if he gives up more fly balls, that means a much higher likelihood of a home run. That makes that, that, that really diminishes the only edge I think that the Phillies have. The only, the, the only edge the Phillies have in this game. So I'm on the Cardinals at plus 102. I love the plus money here. A great pick for me. I think it's a coin tossy type game, but I give the Cardinals a slight edge. So plus money just is a lot of value. A great pick for me there. Jake, did I talk you into the Cardinals or not? I think you did. I like, yeah. but I don't think I'm going to play it as an A grade. I'm probably play it closer, <laughs> to, closer, closer to the B ones. All right. I, I'm, All right. I'm a little nervous because I mean, both off, I, I just don't trust the Cardinals. Cardinals offense has been hit or miss, like feast or famine here lately. Um, it's like with the Braves series, I think they got shut out two or three games and then one, one they scored in and then same thing going with the Phillies where they were, their offense kind of just disappeared. But I do like what you're saying with the fly balls from Nola. I've kind of noticed that it's been more up in the air uh, with a hot day, the ball carries. And I, I think, I think you're right though. Philly's uh, bullpen nowhere is not as good as the Cardinals. And then uh, when we were talking earlier, I forgot to consider, I don't think Harper's playing yet. Yeah. So that takes a, a, that really changes that Philly's lineup. So I, I'm going to lean on the Cardinals here. All right. All right. Yeah. It's one of those things where uh, we talk about Nola as well. I've mentioned this before. He could be just cruising and all of a sudden just lets up Forget. and gives up a three spot and, in a tighter game, he tends to not do that, which is good. I think he did last game, but he tends to more do it when he gets like a 5 nothing lean. All of a sudden, he'll give up three, and it'll be close again. Uh, but with the Heat today, I feel like the probability that he gives up a three-run home run or back-to-back home runs or something is just a lot higher because those routine fly balls are going to really carry yeah. in that park. Uh, I think the Cardinals, uh, their offense, they definitely had struggled. I believe they scored zero combined runs against Wheeler. I think they faced Wheeler twice. And I think the Phillies won those games on aggregate six to nothing. And uh, I think they may just be excited not to face Wheeler. I mean, not that Nola, again, Nola have a right neck and neck. It's just on a hot day, all they got to do is some fly balls and they'll get some wins that they don't deserve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And sometimes certain pitchers just have your number and you just can't get by them. They but, cannot get by Wheeler, that's for sure. Yeah. And it it kind of goes the opposite way. I know watching the Braves forever, Trey Turner just destroys us. I, it doesn't matter who's throwing – we could it could be brand new rookie pitcher out of nowhere and just Turner's like oh the Braves I'm gonna go five for five with two home runs. Yeah, the baseball season 
It's in full swing. To continue the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers the opportunity to turn $5 into $150. Uh, Jake, I don't know how you can get better ROI than that. There's there's not. There's not. It's just, there's, what's that, like a thousand times almost? I don't know. I don't even, I, hey, you don't like to tell people I don't do math. Of course I do. That's the joke, right? <laughs> $150. In free bets, when you place your first wager on any team, it doesn't matter if your team wins or loses, which I think is the neat thing on this one. It doesn't even matter if they win. You still get the $150 in free bets. If your first wager with DraftKings is $5 or more on baseball, it is that simple. Also, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still feel the thrill of the baseball season with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contest. DraftKings will have millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs every week of the season. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PROFESSOR. Throw down just $5 on the baseball team of your choice and get $150 in free bets no matter what. That's code PROFESSOR at DraftKings Sportsbook. Official partner of Picks with the Professor. That code lets them know you're watching the show, so don't forget that when you sign up. And again, that is for new customers only. All right. Just a quick question about that. The professor, all lowercase, or is it capitalized like you got on the screen? Capitalized like I got on the screen. It's a good Perfect. point. Capitalized like you said. It's a P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R. Yeah. All right. Back to the action here. 720 Eastern first pitch. Mets at the Braves. I feel like every time we talk about a different game, you got to find an angle to throw the Braves back in, just like in the last game, right? You're talking about how you <laughs> – it's, like, it's, like it's like the Easter eggs. you got to catch in these things, right? Yes. <laughs> how many times does Jake throw the Braves back in? Uh, it'll be a, a kind of a normal night in Atlanta, a little bit cooler for July. It'll be around 80 degrees, uh, upper 70s by game close. A slight chance of pop-up showers. I mean, I feel like we say that every night in Atlanta in the summer. A slight breeze blowing in, but it should stay under five miles an hour. So pretty neutral park atmosphere there. Not too hot, not too cold, that sort of thing. Kind of a, a normal night there. Max Scherzer versus Max Freed. I mean, if you can make it out to this one, this should be a fantastic one to watch. Although I make the joke, I don't know if you've experienced this, every time I've gone with Business Professor to a baseball game, we, I try to pick these like pitcher duels, you know, and it's like, oh, it's these two really good pitchers. It'll be a great game. And then it's like five to three in the second inning, and she's like, Really? Are you sure about that? So <laughs> just a caveat, I feel I, I, it's just I don't know how it happens, right? Like just yeah. those, those, it shouldn't be like that, right? It should be a, a, a good pitcher's duel yes. here with these two guys. Uh, Scherzer, uh, before injury, having a fantastic season with a 226 ERA and the advanced metrics, about a half run higher. Obviously, this guy's really good. We know that. Uh, Max Freed actually projects better than Scherzer. ERA slightly behind it, but advanced metrics for Freed this season actually better than those of Scherzer. Two really good pitchers. It's really rounding air to try to figure out who's better. Jake, is there before I get to the picture, is there any concern in your mind about Scherzer, the time off first start back? Or do you think he's just like, no, he's Max Scherzer. He's going to come out balling because that's what he does. Yeah, I, I mean, Scherzer is a consummate professional. He's just – he knows what he's doing. He's seen the Braves a lot. He, it's just – he knows exactly what he's going to do. And he's – I don't think you have to worry about the first start kind of thing. He might, and maybe he might go shorter than he normally right, does, right, but right. that's your only, only right. thing you're worried about. It reminds me of Verlander, I feel like, is the same way. Yeah. Verlander didn't pitch for two years, and everyone's a little bit concerned about the start of the season. And, like, his second start of the year when nobody was going deep, I think he went, like, eight innings. <laughs> it's like, no, that guy's just a boss. Like, he's yeah. just – he's, like, one of the few guys who, like, these things, like – things that most affect most humans just do not affect guys like Verlander and Scherzer. They are just it's, incredible. It's unreal. 
Two fantastic pictures. I'm on the under seven. I, the model spits out 6.4, and I tend to agree. It's not a hot night in Atlanta. If it was a 90-degree night, I think seven makes a lot of sense, and you might even talk me into seven and a half. But being kind of a, a normal ho-hum night, weather-wise, no wind blowing out. Both these offenses are good, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, these two pitchers are fantastic. Uh, I, I'm going under seven with a B-grade pick. I think that's the smartest investment. I, I don't like going under six and a half because I think the number should be six and a half. So at that point, I think it's a pass. But under seven at minus 110, not having to pay a premium for it, gets a B grade for me. I think it's a solid investment. Just have to have that little bit of a fear of, like you said, of Scherzer not going too deep. But the Mets bullpen's pretty good. So as long as he can get six innings, that's probably okay. With regards to the, to the side, I think it's priced really well. The model spits out minus 120. So I'll take the Braves at minus 120 just to lean, though. I think it's priced well. Uh, two fantastic pitchers, two good offenses, two good bullpens. Braves are at home, but I mean, anything can happen in this one. Like I said, I think it's priced really well. So my main investment is the under seven. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this this game, I was looking for strikeout props in this one because the Braves strike out a lot and the Mets don't. And both of them are set where I don't want them. Like, I think Scherzer's at seven and a half. And I don't, I don't want that because I wanted closer to six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, when I was looking back, colleague. Uh, <laughs> Just forgot his name. Freed? Yep. Uh, Freed is like six and a half, and I'm looking closer to five for him. So those are the only plays I was going to make on this game because it's a coin flip. I mean, I think the Braves get it because basically just at home because I think these two teams are almost identical to each other at every level. So it's a home field thing. But, man, this is the game to watch. This should be an incredible game. It should be, and that's and that's uh, the the line is priced basically like you said. The line is priced where it says Braves are home. That's that's exactly how they've priced it. Uh, the model thinks that the Mets' offense is good, but gets a little bit of a ding for being less good against lefties, and so that might be the difference here. Is that Freed um, it can can hold them down a little bit better uh, than if he threw with his other arm, right? I, I guess that's the. Um, potential difference maker, but I'm like you. It's it's who the heck knows. Braves are at home. <laughs> it gives them a little bit of a boost, but otherwise, should be a great game. And that's why I said that's why I think under is probably the smart investment. And, and hey, if it is five three in the second inning, then you can move on to the other games, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's the only benefit, I guess. I mean, I don't know about you. I, I'd much rather lose them like that than uh, the play of the day on Saturday, uh, which was that Mets Marlins under eight, and it's like you know three three. In the ninth, and it's like, well, this is gonna suck. <laughs> sure enough, you know, uh, I'd rather I'd rather just lose it where it's like five three in the second. You're like, well, all right, moving on, right? Then, then the- was that the one where the guy just threw the ball, oh, hundred feet past first base? Yeah, yeah, that's that one. And 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 in the top half of the inning, there was the runner on second, and then the, I think it was that one. Uh, they they got like the first run, the the second one. Uh, was there was a runner on second, ground ball to the shortstop to his right, and then throws it past third base or something like that. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was something like that where it's like there was an error in the top and an error in the bottom. It's like, what are you going to do, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on here, 805 Eastern first pitch, A's at the Rangers. Uh, Adrian Martinez versus Spencer Howard, two bad pitchers. Martinez in his three starts, a six ERA. Advanced metrics say it should only be in the low fives, but he's – a below average pitcher according to the model spencer howard we know is just a disaster uh was a disaster last season uh, and his four outings has an 11 era uh advanced metrics say it shouldn't be that bad it should be in the sixes but i mean two bad pitchers here 
the issue is that I don't think either offense is that good. The Rangers offense is uh, at this point below average overall. The A's offense is terrible. Rates out as the worst one in my database. The model says the Rangers should be a minus 157 favorite, so I'll take the A's at plus 155. Mainly, it's I have a chance to fade Spencer Howard and get plus odds, but it's not like the A's throwing A.J. Martinez offers me a lot of confidence. I mean, <laughs> this is just – it's priced fairly well. I just – hey, if I could fade Spencer Howard, why not uh, at prices like that? But, again, neither pitcher is good. I just – I think Matt Martinez is better than Howard because it's hard to be much worse than Howard and make it to the major leagues. Like, I'm worse than Spencer Howard, but I'm not also making it to the major leagues. Right. Try to make it to the major leagues and be much, much worse than he's been. With regards to total, I'll take under nine with a B grade pick. I just don't have a lot of confidence in the A's offense to do the type of damage that most teams can do to Spencer Howard. A good offense, I think, lights him up. But the A's, I think, probably score because I don't know how they can't against Howard, but I don't think they put up the five runs that most teams would. This Rangers offense again below average. The A's bullpen trending towards average, looking more competent by the day. The Rangers relievers have really struggled, but they still rate out as average. And the results haven't been there, but I think it's just a lot of bad balances. I think both these, and if nothing else, facing the bad A's should help them out too. Um, I think under nine, I don't think this total should be that high, but given the starting pitchers, I cannot be giving this an A grade just because both those guys can get lit up. I just, don't know if they will. So I still think nine's too high. I'm going under nine. Uh, just a pick that I like, not love. Uh, Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, this is another one I'm going to pretend doesn't happen because it's not going to be fun to watch. I might catch the highlights if there's some home <laughs> runs or something because both these pitchers like to toss batting practice. Yeah. Uh, but I just, yeah, there's, there's not an angle in this game that I want that I'm going to invest my money in, so I'm just going to skip it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing there's 10 games today, I guess, nine at night, so you can endure this. If this was one of those slates where there was five games, you'd be like, I'm kind of going to be forced to pay attention to this game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games you don't want to pay attention to, game two of that doubleheader, Tigers and Royals. Uh, it feels like more bad baseball than usual today. I don't really know why that is. Uh, it'll still be warm in Kansas City, but not as warm for the second game. We're going to start from the upper 80s. We're going to close around 80 degrees and the winds will be blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour, so still maybe slightly hitter-friendly, but not like that first game. Uh, that first game, of course, is going to be extremely hitter-friendly by the second game. Maybe just a tiny bit, still a little bit of warmth, but not quite not quite as extreme. Alex Fado versus Daniel Lynch. Fado with a 502 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be slightly better than that, but you're talking about a below-average pitcher for sure. Uh, Daniel Lynch, 495 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be about four and a half, also below average, but a little better than Fado. But again, two below average pitchers here, two bad offenses. I'm going to go under nine and a half with the B grade because I think the pitchers are not terrible, but I don't trust the offenses. And I think nine and a half is just way too high, uh, given the fact that it's going to cool down and it will be quite as hitter friendly in this one. But again, with that Royals bullpen, I can't be that confident. I just think nine and a half is too high because it's not the weather of the first game. But main investment here is I'm on the Tigers again. I'm going A grade, uh, double Tigers A grade, both game one and game two. Plus 118, I think, is a gift. The model thinks this is a coin toss game. I don't know why we're getting plus 118. I just don't think the Royals, especially with the below average pitcher, even though he's better than Fado, not by enough to justify having to pay a price like minus 130 on the Royals. Uh, 
Again, coin toss game gave me plus 118 every day of the week. The Tigers are playing. The Royals are playing well lately, but the Tigers are too. So it's not like if the Tigers are just playing poorly, maybe you make a case there for the Royals. But both teams are playing fairly well. I still think the Tigers are better. And I don't think the starting pitcher in this match that large. I took the Tigers plus 118. Double A grade pick for me on the Tigers. Game one and game two. Jake, can the Tigers get us a sweep? Yeah, I think that they're just copy and paste everything I've said with the first one uh, because it's really not much changes. I don't see that big of a difference from uh, the first game. Like with the starting pitchers and everything, there's not that big of a difference. So I think we're going uh, basically the same same exact way the Tigers win. Yeah, it's it's very similar to the first game. Uh, Keller is a little bit better than Lynch in the first game. And in the second game, I have Fado as a little bit better than Pineda, but I mean, it's kind of rounding here. I mean, you're talking about very similar. I do think the Royals are more likely to win the first game than the second. The odds reflect that, but overall, I still think both are mispriced. Um, they're very similar games. The Tigers, I think the Tigers first, there's no locks in gambling, right? I think the Tigers get a really good chance to take one of these two. The probability they get swept, in my opinion, is not extremely high. And so I think they take one of these two at a plus odds. It means it's profitable. And then if they get both of them, hey, that's just gravy for us there. Yes. Yeah. 8-4 Eastern first pitch. Padres at the Rockies. We'll be in the upper 70s to start, mid-70s to close. Winds will be blowing out at Coors Field in 5 to 10 miles an hour. Sean Maniah versus Jose Urena. Urena pitched fantastic in his uh, last outing against the Dodgers. Uh, 251 area in the season, but the advanced metrics, it's only 14 innings, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the mid fives. I project him as one of the worst starting pitchers in my database. And I, the model doesn't like the Rockies. We'll talk, I'm going to talk about, I feel like we could talk an hour on the Rockies here in this, <laughs> if, if we wanted to, but this is all I'm going to say. Ignoring the Rockies offense, ignoring the Rockies bullpen, Jose Urena projects as one of the worst starting pitchers in my database. And let me tell you, in Coors Field, that is not a recipe for success. I think that's not really breaking news. Uh, Sean and I, of course, a pretty good pitcher up and down, a 418 ERA. The advanced metrics say it should be in the upper threes. Good, not great. And the guy I believe we talked about a week ago uh, on this show, just a guy who can pitch really well, but sometimes just doesn't have it. Obviously, in Coors, you're a little bit nervous about that. Because you just, if a guy doesn't have it in cores, that also says bad things. But I'm all over the Padres here at minus 139. The model thinks minus 151. So anything at 140 or better to me is an A grade. Anything in the minus 140s becomes a B grade. You know, the Padres have a better offense than the Rockies. Padres have better relief. The Padres relievers aren't great, but they have a better relief core than the Rockies, in my opinion. Uh, and they have a better starting pitcher here. I think the Padres are the only way you can look. I know that the Rockies just won three out of four, but the Rockies were outscored by four runs in those four games. <laughs> and I, look, just a pop quiz for all you people listening. If the Rockies get outscored by one run per game for the rest of the season, what percentage of their games will they win? If you answer 75%, I can't help you. <laughs> you know, I know they won 75% of those four. I know that happened, and you can't take those ones away from them. But I'm telling you, if you answer, if you answer that they're going to get outscored by an average of one run per game and they're going to win 75% of the games, I cannot help you. If you think they're going to win more than half their games, you need to do some research into how predictive run differential is. It's not going to happen. If they keep playing like that, they're going to lose more than half their games. And so I know they won three out of four, 
And fading the Rockies was not profitable this last weekend. I'm well aware of that. But if they continue to give up more runs on the aggregate than they score, they are going to lose more games than they win. And so I'm just I'm just sticking with that. You know, if 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 the model is heavily fading the Rockies and they're going out and they're just clubbing teams, you know, then you start to say, whoa, maybe what's going on here? You know, is the, what's the model missing? You know, that sort of thing. But I mean, in reality here, weird things happen. Random bounces happen. The Rockies won three one run games. Great. But we know that trends to 50 50 in the long term. I don't see that the Rockies winning three out of four means much. I think it's more predictive that they gave up more runs than they scored. I still think they're a bad baseball team. They do play better at home than on the road, and the model does account for that. But I still think this price is too low. This Padres team is still pretty good. This Rockies team isn't. And I just have no faith in Jose Urena. If you think the Jose Urena is going to pitch well, you analyze it a little bit differently. But, again, I've got him as one of the worst running pitchers in my database. So I think the Padres at 139 is a great price, a great for me there. And I'll take a flyer on the over. The model spits out 12.1. I think the Padres score a bunch. I don't know how many of the Rockies score off my eye. It could be any number, really. I think 11 and a half is a little bit too low. I think 12 should be the right number. So I'll take a flyer on the over 11 and a half. Only a C-grade pick, though, because we have to lay my minus 120. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I, I think you nailed it with the Urena. I think he is just garbage, and I'm not exactly sure how he's still on a MLB roster. I mean, I know he showed up last time, but I, I just not seeing anything out of him that says, yep, that's one of my five best pitchers, especially on a weak team. Like you would think, hey, let's give some of these young guys a shot, yeah. see what they do versus because I mean, the Rockies are out of it. Yeah. So I, I really like the Padres here. I think they're going to take advantage. Um, they've got some real heavy bats in that lineup that can really punish, especially in Coors Field. Uh, so I think Padres are an easy, easy way to make some money tonight. Um, yeah. From the over/unders perspective, I just I kind of stay away because I don't like. I thought eleven and a half was high. I did, I did too. Yeah, then like I said, then I saw 12, 12.1 from the model. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just don't trust the Padres' offense enough to put up the the eight to nine they're going to need because I don't think the Rockies are getting that much on them. Well, it, it, or kind of you know, and to almost not counter that, but to kind of complement that. It, a lot's about Manaya too, right? Like he's kind of just up and down. And the model's predicting the model almost is predicting him to be in the middle of the highs and lows, but he doesn't do that often. He's, he's usually great or not. And of course your default, if your default is he's going to struggle in cores. I, I mean, a lot of pitchers struggle in cores, but like a lot of times we see like random three to one games in course too. So like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know if he's going to struggle any more than usual. It's hard to say, right? Like if you think he's going to struggle in course, then I really think you got to like this over the model is kind of like, well, he might struggle and give up some runs. He might pitch really well and not. But I think that's kind of one of the keys to this total because the Padres could sure, should score some runs. But if Manaya goes, you know, six innings and gives up four runs, this over has life. But if he goes six shutout, it's going to be harder to get to 12. So I think that's kind of the, the thought process there. And it's tough to say with Manaya. He's just kind of all or nothing. When he's on, it's great. He could be on in any park and he could be off in any park. We've seen him struggle in pitchers' parks too. So. You just never really know with him. On average, he's good, but um, he tends to just be more variable, more volatile than most pitchers, it seems like. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm with you here. I think the Padres are, are just a gift at this price. Uh, I think it should be – you know, if it was minus 160, I'd be like, yeah, that seems about right, and then I don't know what to do with it. But minus 139, I think, offers a ton of value. And then to close this off, 945 Eastern first pitch, Diamondbacks at the Giants. A normal night in San Francisco, 60 degrees to start, upper 50s to close. Winds will be blowing out at about 10 miles an hour, but I've dampened that wind factor there. 
um, in the in the model because the winds that park was built to minimize the wind. So strong winds there doesn't do a lot. Um, chilly night, but I mean it's kind of always chilly in San Francisco. Merrill Kelly versus Alex Cobb, two pitchers I really like. Kelly, three forty two ERA advanced metrics, say about a quarter of a run higher. He rates out as pretty good from my database. And Alex Cobb has been kind of snake bitten this year and struggled to the tune of a four seventy four ERA. The advanced metrics are in the upper twos on him. Uh, I think he's a lot better than that ERA. I really like Cobb. I think he's a really good pitcher. I think he should have some success tonight against a weak Diamondbacks offense. The issue is I think this game is priced really well, uh, in my opinion. The Giants, uh, according to the model, should be a minus 142 favorite. So I'll take the Diamondbacks at plus 143. I think there's a smidge of value on the Diamondbacks uh, just at those plus odds, but it's just a smidge. It's really just Merrill Kelly can take over this game, and, and Alex Cobb can too. Either pitcher can take over this game, and if so – that's probably going to be the side that wins. Uh, but knowing that Kelly can take over this game, you're giving me plus 143. Sure, I'll take the plus odds because, you know, in the long run, that's going to help us out. Uh, but either one of these pitchers dominant, he wouldn't surprise me. That's why I really like the under. Seven and a half, it's a B grade for me. The model spits out 6.9, and, and I tend to agree with it. I think that seven is the number that this total should be at. Uh, this part plays more hitter-friendly than it has in years past based off the changes they've made to it. Uh, but like I said, I really like both these pitchers. Uh, the Giants' offense is solid, but I think Kelly can handle that. Um, Cobb has, again, struggled with the results, but I think the true talent level is there, and I think against the Diamondbacks' offense, I think he can have success. My biggest fear with this total is that both bullpens kind of aren't good. That's my only fear. I need both starters to go seven, maybe eight just for good measure, and then I'm really liking this under if these pitchers can get deep into this game. Uh, but that's the only fear is if either guy gets a higher pitch count and is out after six, needing – uh, three innings from each bullpen makes me a little bit nervous, but I like the under. And like I said, I think the Diamondbacks offer some value because Merrill Kelly can dominate this game. Alex Cobb can too, but I don't want can dominate this game at a price like minus 155. So plus 143 offers a bit of value in the Diamondbacks, in my opinion. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this game is giving me headaches. Uh, I've got both <laughs> these guys in our fantasy league, so it's I'm praying that under goes. You get your hoping for that under, huh? I don't, I don't want to be over invested, so I'm not playing the under because I don't want to just be shooting myself in the foot. Very fair, at, very fair. Every level, but you, you can't have those uh, double losses, right? <laughs> or triple yeah. losses at this point with two of them. Yeah, I think I think the under is a smart play, but not, I'm not doing it just because of my fantasy setup. But um, I think both these pitchers are very good. Uh, and then, like, I kind of like the Diamondbacks here. I think they're sneaky. Um, every once in a while, that offense shows up, and they can do it. Hopefully, it's to the Giants' bullpen. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, Very like, possible. That, that bullpen has really struggled. Yeah. And kind of interesting fact, I've been kind of watching it. It's Merrill Kelly's strikeout prop is, like, 80% on the year for going over. Um, so that's something to watch. The number's a little too high for me to feel comfortable with it right now, but if he kind of drops down to like three and a half, four, somewhere in there, it's kind of smart because he's not a huge strikeout guy, but it's, he's something to watch there because he seems to outperform that number fairly often. Um, well, and, and I think, I, I was going to say, I, I think it's interesting there because it's, we've talked all season about disres- the disrespect of Merrill Kelly, that yeah. he's been a guy that I've really tried to back because I thought he's better than the market has indicated. And I think that's kind of goes to your point, right? That he's been disrespected. People don't think he's that good. A lot of times the strikeout prop is how deep you're going to make it into the game, just those opportunities, right? Uh, and and I think him going over 80% of the time just illustrates exactly what we've said all season, that we like this guy. 
he's better than people realized. The question I think, and almost like you, you nailed it, so I just wanted to make sure we solidify this point is, at what point has the number caught up? At what point is he getting the respect? And it sounds like what you're saying is we're approaching that point at least. We're, now we're having that discussion, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's getting there where it's starting to be a little uncomfortable to take it, because um, then you're you're dependent on him to do something he doesn't typically do. Uh, but like I said, I, I think I think both these pitchers go well, um, and I think we really come across here, and the Diamondbacks put a lot of money in our pocket. All right, all right. Yeah, it's like, it's it's just a little bit too high of odds here at plus one forty three. Is like either either pitcher can dominate this game, and you get the Giants. The Giants have better offense. Giants are home, but it's like. Should they be getting that much respect? Because Merrill Kelly, again, has just been undervalued. I think the value is starting to catch up. People are starting to realize yeah. he's good, but I just I'm not sure we're quite there yet. We're talking about it, but we're not quite there yet, I think. Alrighty, Jake. Any parting words before I recap the A plays? Hey, this this weekend, or not this weekend, but next. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like if you're into basketball or basketball junkie like me, but the, the basketball tournament is an incredible watch. A lot of your favorite college players that didn't quite make it kind of show back up, and it's so much fun to watch. So keep All your right. eyes out for that. Yeah, because I guess no, we won't be doing a, a Monday show next week because of the All-Star break. Yep. We are going to have uh, – Cousin Jared's going to hop on and do some college football preview shows. So we'll have shows next week during the All-Star break. It'll just be college – football so if uh, if you're in the college football be looking out for those we'll drop those monday tuesday wednesday of next week uh i think the biggest thing for those of you and not many of you are around but if you are around during college football season the biggest thing like prevent cousin jared from ranking christmas movies i mean it, it's july as long as he doesn't you know go ranking through the best you know <laughs> christmas in july hallmark movies or something i think we'll be safe you know <laughs> gotta keep that guy on topic yes <laughs> all right i'll recap the a plays I've got the Tigers in game one, plus 20, 129, and the Tigers in game two, plus 118, both of those on the road at Kansas City. I've got the Rays, plus 105, at home against Boston. The Cardinals, plus 102, at home against the Phillies. And the Padres, minus 139, at the Rockies. And that is all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pictureoftheprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>